BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. And here's Max, winds up, crosses the line of scrimmage, but that doesn't matter. He fires to the end zone. It is... Max Hall, it's still the greatest. It's still the crow. I need oxygen. I'm going to Disneyland. Hey, talk to me, talk to me about that play. First career touchdown in the Valley Edwards Stadium. Right there. Lean on me. Lean on me. Let's go. So I told when they scored, I ran over to Max. I said, I want the go route. I've been telling him all game. He said, we need to get a chunk play first. Navy, Navy, so number, they, one, <laughs> number one, Navy, number one. So they got a chunk play. And I said, this is it, throw it That's up. what happens when you study cup yeah. follow me. Yes, sir. They don't study cup follow hey, me. Hey, when you're living right on and off the field, <laughs> magic happens. <laughs> Let's go! He's it worked. I see it. He still got a hey, Brian said, I got you thrown up to me. I'll, I'll win the game. And he did it right there. And then I had my guy right here celebrating with me all the way down the field, right here. Yeah. Now, you asked the refs to make sure you could have more than four seconds to throw. You had to have them be able to get down to the field, right? Well, I got the go ahead from the head coach. So when Kalani says, hey, take your time, I took my time. May or may not have crossed the line of scrimmage a little bit, but we got it out there, man. Yeah. What was this experience like tonight? Dude, look at this. I mean, to have a chance to come back on this field with these guys and play, even though it was seven on seven, I mean, that's something we'll always remember, to have all these greats here on this field. So, epic night, man. I know you said, I don't want to mess with the way my career ended with an overtime win against Utah. That's a pretty good way to end this, though, right? That's how we do it, man. Go big or go home. That's how we did it. So we, li we like to give the Royal just like a little glimpse of hope and then take it away from them. Congratulations. But let me say this. Awesome experience. So cool to be out here with these guys. Appreciate everybody coming out doing it. Magical night, man. Yep. Thanks, Mac. Thank you. What a way to kick off a live Friday edition of BYU Sports Nation. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, still relishing in the moments of the inaugural alumni game last night. We're presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is not a joke. That actually <laughs> happened last night. It is April 1st, April Fool's Day. Thanks for being with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who firmly believes in living right on and off the field because magic happens. His name is Jason Shepard. We saw it last night. Magic happens. <laughs> Keel. I even said on the softball game, because I was calling the softball game across the street, we did a little picture in picture. And so we, we were watching it. When Royal took the lead, there was eight seconds left. And I even said on the broadcast, oh, well, Royal's going to win. Now there are eight seconds, but come on, what could really happen? <laughs> And then it happened. It's unbelievable. You of all people should know with your Kansas City Chiefs in 13 seconds in an NFL playoff game. I also realized that we have done a disservice. We should be wearing Navy today. Both of us are wearing Royal. It's true. Maybe we just feel bad for Royal having lost Maybe. in such a heart. By the way, it, the line of the night was this is what happens when you study Come Follow Me. Wayne loves you. That was the line of the night. The other team doesn't study Come Follow Me. We do. That was great. <laughs> magic happens last night, and hopefully magic happens on the show today. It is a loaded lineup. What was the best and 
maybe most beneficial part of that inaugural BYU football alumni game. We will go well inside the storylines there. It was more than just the Hail Mary. Plus, we'll show you the best moments from interviews in the game, as if those weren't the best. Believe it or not, there were more. Which players were missing? We've got a list that tells us maybe who needs to play in next year's BYU football alumni game and the superlative winners, including our MVP and the most likely to wake up sore this morning, Jason. All of them. Like I said, it's going to be a fantastic (laughs) show. But first, today's headlines. Of course, we're starting with the alumni football game. Navy beating Royal 31-27 on a Hail Mary touchdown from Max Hall to Brian Keel as time expired at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Everybody had a good time. Players, fans, everybody involved. And how about this? No injuries to report. At least none reported. Well, yeah, at least that we're aware of at this point. <laughs> Congratulations to 21st-ranked BYU Gymnastics, who wrapped up another memorable season. They finished in the NCAA Regionals with a new regional record score of 196.625, which is about on par with what they did on the regular this season. Really, really solid team score. They finished fourth place overall in their specific regional. Top two finishers continue on to the final round of regionals, so those uh, belong to Alabama and Michigan State. Nonetheless, Guard Young and his team getting it done again, a top 25 program consistently. Former Cougar Gabby Garcia-Fernandez joins the USA volleyball team. Gabby currently plays volleyball in Italy's top professional league. He's allowed to begin training immediately, but cannot compete for the United States until March 11th of 2024. It's all good. He'll be ready in time yes, for will. the Olympics. Yes, he will. And that's what matters most. BYU softball, a little bit of a head scratcher in the first game of a doubleheader against New Mexico, losing 8-3. to but they responded in grand fashion. Yes, they grand did. being the operative word with a grand slam by Macy Simmons and a three-run home run by Brookhill Barrington. They mercy ruled the Lobos 12-1 in five innings in the second game. Also, Violet Zavodnik, if you're wondering, currently the fourth-ranked outfielder in all of Division I softball in those power rankings. So not only is she amazing at the plate, She's also a really good defender. Yeah, and now they'll uh, go for the series win. Speaking of uh, BYU today at uh, 1 o'clock Mountain, right. 3 Eastern, you'll have the call. Thanks for letting me, Chris Collinsworth, and slide there, in there you go. to finish the series I was out. Ju- I was just keeping the seat warm for you. BYU baseball falls to St. Mary's 4-3 in the bottom of the ninth in game one of their three-game series in Moraga. In the loss, starting pitcher Jack Sterner finished with a career-high 10 strikeouts, and BYU pitchers combined to tie a season high with 15 strikeouts. Game two today, 4 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio, 107.9 FM. That is locally. You can also check it out on the BYU Cougars app. Here's what I'm hoping for, Jason. BYU baseball lost the opening game of the series, and they have been winning the opening game yes. of the series. So maybe they'll win the series now because they you lost. Drop the, the Thursday game. and then win Friday, Saturday. <laughs> They're just flipping the script. Just flipping the script a Come little bit. Come on now, track and field. In day two of the Utah Valley University Invitational, first place and personal best time from Araobi Tabugbo. He moved from number eight into a tie for fifth in school history in the 100 meter hurdles. 13.39. He was flying in the 100-meter hurdles. Men's tennis on the road at San Diego tomorrow at 3 Eastern time. By the way, women's tennis will be hosting San Diego tomorrow, also at 3 Eastern. Yeah, I saw the San Diego tennis players in the airport when I flew them from Disneyland and tried to place an anti-karma jinx on them. So okay. we'll see if it works out for tennis. What did you do? Was there... I said, oh, hey, it's great to have you. Not. Like we're pulling for you. <laughs> not. Hey, well, welcome to Utah. <laughs> 
men's basketball transfer Jeremy Dowdell. And I say transfer because he's entered the NCAA transfer portal as of yesterday, announcing that on his social media accounts. He redshirted last season after returning from his mission, was a walk-on at BYU. Now he seeks greener pastures. Uh, I'm not saying that there are green colors in his future, but greener pastures somewhere else. We wish him the best. Absolutely. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. We're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. An alumni night to remember. BYU football just did a fantastic job from the start with those commitment posts on all of the social media accounts to the final play in the Hail Mary. Max Hall finding Brian Keel for his first BYU touchdown, by the way. If you missed that in his interview, he pointed that out very quickly. It just was it was a it was a touchdown from uh an a wide-angle perspective, Jason. You could not have done it any better. Social media response was super positive. There were so many beneficial parts to that alumni game. So let's start there. In your opinion, what was the most important and beneficial part of the BYU football alumni game experience in 2022? You know, there were so many things like you pointed out, but the one thing that immediately stands out to me was how positive it was on every level. And I'm talking social media. I did not see one person either who was involved in it from an on-the-field standpoint, from a behind-the-scenes standpoint, fans that were in attendance that did not rave about the experience. Everybody to a man said it was unbelievable and they cannot wait for it to happen again. I think also what it really stood out to me beyond any – look, and we will always remember – the Hail Mary, the touchdown at the end. That's a play that you'll always remember from that alumni game. But I think we'll also remember the feeling that it was to have that group of former Cougars back at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, being able to experience that again. It was just the overall experience that I'll remember. And, and look, as I was watching some of the, the interviews as we're getting ready for the show, I kept thinking to myself, you know what? For a lot of these players, this is probably the first time, if they have kids, that their kids saw them actually playing at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. They've probably heard the stories, like, oh, I did this and this. But for, for the players to be able to share that with their families, who, you know, the younger kids that now can really appreciate it, what a great experience for the players to be able to have that with their families. It was like the BYU football celebrity yes. classic. Great, great analogy. Great. Right? It just felt like the celebrity classic. And Jason, let me amen all of your points. It's hard to go wrong here because there were so many beneficial parts to this about growing BYU football and the culture yeah. involved there. And more importantly, the culture of inclusion that was featured last night. In fact, let's hear from... BYU head football coach Kalani Satake on what this event meant to him and the team and the future of the program. It's good to see everybody back here. It doesn't matter whether you played for Coach Edwards, Coach Croton, or, or Coach Mendenhall, or myself. It's good to have everyone back there. We're all part of the family, and it's, it's been nice seeing all the, all the familiar faces that we've seen make a lot of plays on this, on this field here. What you don't know, unless you were watching the entirety of the broadcast last night and you heard some of the players, and I even asked Kalani about it in my halftime interview, was the closed-door conversation that took place earlier in the afternoon. And there were no cameras there. There were no recordings. Kalani invited every single member of that BYU football family and the alumni group that were all going to be on the field that night and current players into the team room and held a super emotional welcome-back 
message type of meeting. And I mean, there were tears shed. It was it was very emotional. I mean, even David Nixon said, look, I'm not a big crier, but I like teared up twice within the meeting. And it just it was like this long family reunion finally come together. And, and you know, if we're being completely honest, like it hasn't been that way. It, it wasn't that way for the better part of a decade of like just being inclusive and inviting everyone back. And so I love how Kalani phrased that, Jason, when he said, doesn't matter who you played for, whether it were Lavelle, Gary Croton, Bronco Mendenhall, or me, everybody is part of this BYU football family, and we need to build that relationship. And so it just the inclusion there and what that's going to do for BYU's alumni base and boosters and the direction of the program as BYU goes into the Big 12 is I don't think it can be understated. It was really important for this to happen and this tradition to be started. And you know who also pays attention to that? Beyond the current players and former players that are there, it could be future players. Future players that, because uh, it's my understanding that there were some recruits that were there that were taking that in as well. You don't, you can't tell me that you don't see that and, oh, okay, I saw this. This is what this program is all about. It's about not just this team that, that maybe I will be on. It's about the legacy of everything that's happened here in Provo for BYU football. And I think that resonates with people. And I think that's why fans and former players want to come back. And they're coming back in droves to be a part of this program is because it is, you do feel like a family. And we hear, we hear the term of the brotherhood. That's what it is. And, and everybody wants to be a part of that. Yeah, Kalani Satake did not mince words. He basically said, look, we need all of you. We need you to be part of this program as BYU transitions into brand new territory. I mean, they are explorers now going into the frontier that they have never experienced of a Power Five conference, and they need everybody involved. And I love – think about this. It was 52 degrees. It rained. It was cold. And then it dipped into the 40s. There were 7,500 fans estimated at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on March 31st in cold temperatures watching all of this unfold in person on the field. 7,500 on a weeknight for a spring football game, alumni game that in the big picture doesn't matter because it doesn't count against records and things like that. Unbelievable turnout by the fans. And then, as you mentioned, the social media response. There were so many people watching live on the BYU TV app that said, look, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here just from all the messages I saw, could not wipe the smile off my yeah. face. It was hilarious. And it was so gratifying to see all of those celebrities within right. BYU football in the same place at one time. Every picture had a story and a smile. It just, you could not have done it any better. Well, and if you've been following BYU football, football for a long time, it's fun to be able to look down and say, oh, I remember when he did this. And you kind of get that trip down memory lane on your own fandom and who you saw and who you rooted for and to be able to see them there. Look, and there are probably some alumni that, that weren't a part of it. They're like, oh, next year, I'm definitely in. Yes. Or there may be fans like, man, I really didn't think it was going to be as big as it was, so I decided not to go. Oh, I won't make that mistake next time. The boosters, the alumni, the Cougar Club, us, media, fans, we're all bought in. We were all bought in last night and now even more bought in because of that effort by Kalani Satake, Jack DeMooney, all of those guys. I mean, just, it was a touchdown of an event. It was a great celebration of BYU football. Yes. And I love that Christopher Brooks, the new running back from, B- from California, said, uh, 
Yeah, someone said, hey, there are, he's experiencing more fans than he ever had in an actual game when he played at Cal. And he quote tweeted that said, LOL, true. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to BYU Football, Christopher Brooks. Our question of the day, what was the best part about the BYU Football alumni game experience last night? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At BYU Sports Answers on Twitter. That is a fantastic a Twitter great handle. Everything, the whole experience exceeded our expectations and was one of the best BYU sporting events I've attended. Wow. Seeing the smiles on the former players' faces and their excitement to be there meant as much to us fans as it did to them, the players, hashtag BYUSN. Devon Blackman sent me a few text messages last night. He was like, dude, we have got to do that every year. And we'll hear more from Devon. If you missed that interview, <laughs> fear not. We will play it for you again. It was fantastic. At Adalet, or sorry, Adalot Taylor on Twitter answers, the fact that all of those dudes can still seriously ball out. <laughs> Mitch Matthews and Cody Hoffman still shredded. The Steph Curry celebration by Brandon Doman. The intense game prep from Max Hall. The game coming down to the wire. Such a wholesome, intense, amazing night. It's a great summary. It's and that's that is one of many that I've seen that say very similar things. Could not have gone any better for everybody involved. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. What do you think was the best or most beneficial part of that alumni game experience? All right, coming up, BYU football jersey reveals for the 2022 season. I got you. Got to see these, by the way. They Woo! are amazing. And we hit the best of interviews. From that wild alumni game. I already talked about Devon Blackman's. And his isn't the only one that was fantastic. Stay with us. This is BYU Sports Nation. Billy Nixon's if he's watching. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Softball faces New Mexico today, 3 p.m. Eastern time, as the Cougars go for the series win against the Lobos. Watch it live on the BYU TV app. We are live in Studio B on a Friday with your day-to-day -day BYU sports play-by-play. -play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jason Shepard. We have prepared for you some of our favorite interviews from last night, and we're going to put them back to back to back to back to back. Okay, five interviews that are all fantastic, starting with BYU quarterback Jaron Hall, followed by Puka Nakua, Kalani Satake's halftime interview, the very, very funny and unforgettable moment with Devon Blackman, and then David Nixon, who lost his voice like five minutes into the game. He sounds like, as you pointed out, Jason, Jeff Judkins. Coach Judkins, doing a little impersonation. <laughs> I like it. Okay, back to back to back to back to back, Jaron Hall. Puka Nakua, Kalani Satake, Devon Blackman, and David Nixon. Here are our favorite moments and interviews from the alumni game. All right, Jaron, what's this like for you to watch this uh, alumni game here? My heart's pounding. I got your butterflies, the, the sound of the announcer, the band. It's, uh, it's like it's game night. It's a lot of fans. It's fun. See these guys out here doing their thing again, smiling like little kids. Good time. Of course, you liked watching your dad, I assume, but who else did you grow up watching for BYU? Yeah, I mean, Max Hall and his era, that was like prime time when I was invested in BYU football watching. So seeing him out here again, seeing the Hall name, it's pretty cool. You know, that's what I remember, the, the peak of BYU football in my life, at least when I would watch. And so it's pretty cool to see some of those guys from that era playing again. Here with Jaron Hall, BYU quarterback. So, yes, I am. So, uh... When it comes to this game and spring ball ending and all that, what was it like to have them at practice today? 
it was pretty amazing, honestly. You know, it, it didn't make you nervous, but it made you excited. You don't want to go play a little better, show the guys that have been through here that the type of work that you're putting in as a team, that you're carrying on their legacy and doing good things. So it's fun to have them around to talk to a couple of them and you know just see them, how they're still invested in this program and how much it means to them. We need to see your dad out here a little more, I think, on the field, right? Has he had the amount of snaps you were hoping for? Uh, he had a couple more than I hope. My mom said he's locked out of the house and even steps on the field, so he might be sleeping in my place tonight. How did spring ball go for you? Because you were coming back from an injury with your foot. Are you healed up? How you feeling? I feel really good. Spring ball was fun. It was a good time to just get back and play again with the guys. And so, you know, glad that we have, you know, we came out of spring ball really healthy this year and had everyone feeling good. So we're looking forward to, to summer workouts. Okay, thanks, Jared. Thanks. Puka, what in the world do you expect to happen on this field tonight? Um, I'm excited for it. It's going to be cool. I just got here. I'm excited to see what these guys got. I know Kobe's out here. Uh, he trains with some. He, I've seen him train, so I know he's got some speed. But I know Mitch. Mitch, I saw he came into the training room earlier, and he was talking about he's ready to go. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I'm Team Royal. I let everybody know on my Instagram this morning. I'm Team Royal, so that's, that's who I'm going for. <laughs> Coach Kalani's on that team, so I had to root for him. <laughs> That was a political move on your part to choose Team Royal. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, this morning, I, I was betting on them this morning, and I know uh, Jack won them won't let me down. <laughs> what do you expect from Jack DeMooney specifically? Uh, hashtag, I'm ready to see it. He's, told, he's always talked the three era. They got their squad, so I'm excited to see it. It'll be funny. <laughs> What's the feeling of all of the current guys right now as when you first heard about this game and what you're feeling right now right before the kickoff? Uh, I'm excited. I actually got to see Tom Holm when they were, everybody was coming out of the locker room, so I'm excited to see what these guys got and see everybody move it. Uh, it'll be pretty interesting. What does this event mean to BYU football as a whole, do you think? Uh, it's pretty cool. This is the first one I've ever been a part of. Uh, I've never done spring ball before, so this is all new to me. So this is how I'm first experiencing it. And to see everybody here, now that I've kind of got a look up to glance, I really just got here. I came out from eating. Uh, it's pretty cool to see that everybody's coming out to watch. I'm excited. Cool. And we get to see everybody after, so we'll be posted up for the whole time. I know my mom and my brothers are here, so I need to find them. Actually, I haven't even seen them yet, so I got to see what's going on. You got a few coaches out here. Which of your coaches do you expect to ball out tonight? Coach Lamb. I'm excited to see Coach Lamb move. Uh, we got Preston and KG, KG, KG. I'm excited to see KG move. I'm expecting big things from KG, but I'm still expecting Team uh, Team Royal. All right, Puka, we'll finish with this. How would you sum up spring ball as a whole for the guys that are actually going to play in the fall? Uh, uh, it'll be exciting. Uh, we moved good and efficiently, keep everybody healthy. Uh, it was fun. Just uh, uh, tighten up the things and get a better groove of what we're planning to do in the fall and just to engage more in our football our football camaraderie, but then excited to go into the summertime of just being able to hang out, relax with the boys, and kick back and play a little like backyard football and get back to how the things used to be and just uh, enjoy the things that are getting ready to happen in the fall. Whatever you do, do not take it easy on these guys tonight if they make a mistake. Exactly, no chance. I'm taking notes. We're going to be watching film when we get back on Monday. Like, I, we got one more day before they head out. I'm like, all right, it's time to get to work. <laughs> Thanks, Puka. Yeah, anytime. All right, Coach. We just you were you were superseded by your quarterback Jaron Hall doing an interview. Are you cool with that? Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, Jaron's got the face for TV. I got the face for radio. <laughs> what were your thoughts on the first half overall? It just seemed like the last two minutes wouldn't end, you know. But um, the guys are having a lot of fun. I'm back here listening to the, the all the alumni tell me that they're going to be so much better next year and that they're. They plan to have these ideas of going no huddle, going fast, and I mean, I just it's just good to have all of them back here and on this uh, on this grass. You know, I, I think it's just uh, 
just good to see everybody back here. It didn't, doesn't matter whether you played for Coach Edwards, Coach Croton, or, or Coach Mendenhall, or myself. It's good to have everyone back there. We're all part of the family, and it's, it's been nice seeing all the, all the familiar faces that we've seen make a lot of plays on this, on this field here. We've heard a lot of the players talk about uh, the closed-door meeting, if you will, with all the alumni and, and how emotional and how fun it was to be part of that. How would you summarize that meeting today and what it meant to the future of BYU football? Well, I think um, I've been I've been there, you know, where, where as a former player, no one gives you a playbook on what to do afterwards, and and uh, it could be a little awkward at times. And so um, I thought it would be good for me to just let them know that this is home for them. We want them back here. We want them involved in all of what we do, our team, mentoring our players. Uh, we have a great retention rate of, of recruits when they come on a visit here because of our players. But imagine all the thousands of former players that are out there that could be uh, a testimony to what this place is all about and their living testimony of it. So trying to get them more involved in recruiting and, and just want to collaborate with them. I mean, they're, they're brilliant young men and, and some of those old men, you know, but um, I just know that they belong here and it's good to have them on campus. There's something about BYU that, that kind of reminds them of, of what they used to be like when going from that transition from a young man to an adult. Several of your former teammates, when you were a player, are out there making plays. What would it take to get you on the field for at least one snap? Hey, listen, <laughs> I don't have the, the, the stamina to do that right now, but like everybody is promising, maybe next year we'll give it a shot. But uh, I, right now I'm injured reserve at quarterback. I will replace any time the second string and the first string str stringers can't go. So I'm a third stringer on both sides. Fair enough. And uh, you mentioned next year. Is this going to be an annual thing as we push forward? I'd like to do it every year. I like. I mean, look how many people here are here to watch uh, the former great players that, that uh, spilt their blood, sweat, and tears onto this field. And uh, I just couldn't thank our, our fans um, enough about showing their appreciation to our players. I think it's a great way to show a tribute to our guys. They, they feel the love, and I think they, they're, the competition is still high, so these guys are excited to, to perform better next year. It feels like a celebration for real, and I know that your current guys are, are really soaking this in. They're watching their coaches and, and a lot of their mentors play. Uh, how would you summarize spring ball overall as you push forward to the 2022 campaign? Really positive. I mean, we had a couple injuries that hurt, but uh, for, for the most part, I like our team and, and like the, the way that they're, they're progressing. Uh, we're going to go into the offseason with a lot of excitement and uh, a lot of momentum. Uh, looking forward to seeing these guys, what they can do in the offseason. What are you expecting from your team coming off back-to-back double-digit win seasons? Now, let's just play, have fun, show our appreciation for what we get to do here at BYU and enjoy it as much as possible. That's what it's going to come down to. I think our guys do a great job of showing gratitude for, for the people that sacrificed for them to be here, and uh, they definitely love the fans. I just want to uh, give the fans what they deserve. That. Fair enough. I've had a few people ask me about your jacket. Quote, unquote, the kids call it that. They, that's, that jacket is fire, Kalani. Okay. Well, it's, it's not because I'm wearing it. I, I'm wearing it to try to look a little bit more slim. Uh, <laughs> I, and it's a little cold, so I'm just trying to do my best here to, to look right. So. Well, congratulations on a great event. Yeah. And uh, we wish you uh, and the Royal Blue side uh, the best of luck in the second half. Thank you. Go Cougs. Love you guys. Devon. Walk us through that touchdown play, man. What was happening in your mind? What? I, I just want everybody to know this guy's first touchdown was from Max Hall. Okay. Hey, nice job, kid. Devon's, that's a great point. First BYU touchdown from Max Hall. Yeah, let's. What about what happened on your first touchdown as a BYU Cougar from Max Hall? You know what, man? It's been a long time coming. It's been about six years. Give me one second. I needed that. Okay, sorry, Cougar Nation. It's been about six years, but you know, I just kept fighting. 
kept grinding, you know, I was able to get the touchdown. That's how it works out. Thank you, Max Hall. Thank you, Kalani. Thank you, Jack, for setting this up. We're going to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody knows it. That was really a touchdown against Boise State, wasn't it? Oh, big play from 11. He let's go. He let's go. He almost got, had it. He almost had it. We all know. We, we all know that you caught that pass against Boise State. And that was not pass interference. That was a touchdown, right? Absolutely. Dante Dion knows it. Boise State knows it. One handed. They know, man. I had to do that. I had to do that. So that was the makeup touchdown. Like I said, I appreciate BYU. I appreciate y'all coming out. I'm like 7-Eleven, baby. My mouth always open, and I'm always open. You know how it go. <laughs> Tavon Blackman, congratulations, I man. Good to have it. you here. Guys, good luck following that up. How's the voice, Dave? So, <laughs> I was trying to communicate with my guys. I yelled a little too loud. And as you can tell, it's absolutely gone. So, so far, so good. Now, I just, I don't even say anything. I just go out there and run around. <laughs> How would you rate your performance and that of Brian Logan, who just showed up? So, so Brian caught a cramp earlier. We had to get cramping. some pickle juice. Still cramping, man. Uh, you know, I've done some good drops, opened up the hips, got them going, but uh, we was in lockdown, man. Look, look, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna say this, man. AFR, AFR, you do, you seen AFR? Go back and watch the film, Uncle B, watch the film. You'll see AFR every Tuesday, right? And you'll see, you, you'll see the chemistry, man. We didn't even play together, but you see the chemistry. You see the chemistry. We have to make a checks. We make a checks. We just look at each other and boom, we get each other. You know what I'm saying? Because of AFR. We, because of AFR. It's because of AFR. That's that's what it is. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> so it's, it's it's 19 to seven, Team Royal locking it down. I, I don't mean. It's not much of a competition. Okay, so did you anticipate this happening when you showed up wearing navy tonight? Uh, yeah. And, you know, you look at the rosters and you pretty much figure this is going to be over in the first half. It's a close game. They're driving the ball, but honestly, Team Royal should put it, well, Team Navy should put it away over Team Royal here pretty soon. Okay, so what are we going to do to get you on offense, man? Well, the thing is, they need more reps. I mean, these hands might be the best hands in all of uh, Provo right now, but you want other guys to get reps. So, uh, no, listen, I got to save my game for the golf game. I got around tomorrow. I'm kind of laying low right now. I'll be here on the sideline with you. Just, I'm just laying low. <laughs> He's lots of, he, this isn't new to us. This happens every game that we watch together <laughs> during the view. He loses his voice every game. This is very, totally normal. Very careful. It's gone, so it doesn't matter. And I'll just yell as much as I want. David Nixon, the one and only. After further review, apparently it matters, guys. And that that wasn't even everything, okay? I mean, those five interviews were fantastic, but that if you haven't watched the alumni game, it's available on demand on the BYU TV app, all for free 99. Go watch it, enjoy it. I guarantee you will finish that broadcast feeling happier about life. Let me tell you, Devon Blackman, he's great, but I feel closer to him as somebody who also has to use an inhaler occasionally. <laughs> I, can, I can certainly, I had that stupid inhaler since I was about three years old because of asthma. I, I can relate. Now, I was not out running, but that was great. I Devon that needed moment. the shot of, what is it, albuterol? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to open up those lungs. Make sure you get the airways going. Yeah. David Nixon sounds like Jeff Judkins when he loses his voice. <laughs> really fun. Uh, if you couldn't tell, they had a great time. I love that David said, look, 
We're going to run away with this thing. Maybe he'll lock it up early. Royal takes the lead with eight seconds. Yeah. I looked at David. They were all sweating. They were like, oh, my gosh. Well, who wouldn't be sweating with eight seconds to go? We can't lose to Team Royal after leading the whole game, and then they ended up winning. So, ultimately, David was right. It just was a lot more intense than uh, many of the Navy team members thought it was going to be. They were just going for a little, uh, little showmanship at the end, right? <laughs> All for the product. It's like, you know what? Let's just make them think that they've got this, and then we're going to win it at the it's end. It's rigged. Yeah. It's rigged. It was meant to be this way. No, it wasn't. No, it was not rigged. Both of those teams wanted to win. You better believe it. All right, coming up, we recap our prop picks from last night. How oh, did Jeremy and I do? Yeah, you did, you did prop picks. We forgot, did. I forgot about yes. that. And a new addition to the BYU football equipment room. Ooh. Stay with us. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. Baseball looks to bounce back from a loss in Game 1 at St. Mary's today. Listen for Eastern on the BYU Cougars app as well as BYU Radio 107.9 FM locally. He is Jason Shepard. I am Spencer Linton. This is a Friday edition of BYU Sports Nation. It's a white pants Friday and apparently royal. A royal top, yes. To interact with the show and get great content throughout the day, follow us on all of the major social media platforms. They include Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Let's whip it! The Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company enabling global trade for a growing world. And I'm being told we have some formulating news. Run the breaking news sounder! BYU Sports Nation breaking news. Wait, 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 wait. Is this is this real? Seriously? Okay, we're being told that the BYU Athletic Department led by Tom Homo, because there was so much legitimate backlash from the Royal side about Max Hall crossing over the line of scrimmage when he threw the Hail Mary. Which he did. They're vacating the wait, win what? by Navy. What? <laughs> Are you serious? Hey Mooley at X underscore Hems on Twitter pointed out on Twitter last night, line of scrimmage for all you casuals who thought Max Hall was over the line. Yeah, he's over it by like five yards. Look, he just stepped up in the pocket. <laughs> but seriously, like, Royal, come on. You're going to put up that much of a stink? You're going to file a formal complaint with Tom Homo and BYU Athletics to vacate the win? So how do we take back what we saw then? We saw what happened. So now it doesn't count. Now, now the royal team wins the game. This is a Jack DeMooney thing. Really? I guarantee Jack DeMooney fronted this formal complaint. I'm just bothered now. It's a, it's an alumni game. Wow. We'll revisit this later. All right, Jason, carry on. Okay. Well, well apparently this next question is now somewhat moot because apparently it doesn't even it doesn't even count. Uh, more impressive, the hail mary throw to win the game, or the fact that there were no reported injuries. Well, I'm going to go with no reported injuries, Jason. That doesn't mean there weren't injuries. Yeah. Like how many injuries happened? that are being dealt with this morning. Yeah, there are a lot of people that probably <laughs> dealt with some, but they, you know, they didn't want to show it, the, the pain that they uh, were feeling. Uh, Brian Logan legitimately was walking around with a jar of pickle juice. <laughs> <laughs> One of those jumbo ones you get from Costco. Yes, he caught a cramp. <laughs> he was drinking actual pickle juice. Yeah. It was hilarious. It's it's the no reporting of injuries because the over-under on hammy pulls, I thought, regardless of what it was set at, I was always going yeah. to take the over. There were some guys that got up a little slow, but they weren't about to show that they were hurt in front of 7,500 fans and a live audience 
worldwide that were watching the, the alumni game. No, it, this is all about no reported injuries. That's the most impressive thing. Gabi Garcia Fernandez transfers from Puerto Rico to USA Volleyball. You can do that? Did he enter the, <laughs> the transfer, transfer portal, portal yes. of international volleyball? Yes. <laughs> this is a major win for it's everywhere USA Volleyball in the transfer portal. Yes. Okay, so Taylor Sander was playing for and competing at a high level with Team USA, but now he's made the switch to indoor beach volleyball. Oh, sorry, from indoor to beach volleyball. How cool would it have been to watch both of those guys on the same team? It would have been amazing. Taylor and Gabby? A couple Ooh. of former Cougars, both on Team USA? But it, it almost feels right. It's just yeah. like a trade-off, right? All right, Taylor, go do your thing in beach volleyball. be amazing. But if we're going to leave, we're going to make sure we bring in another former Cougar. Yes. You've got to have that Cougar quota. How does Puerto Rico feel about this? Gabby, come on, yep. don't leave us. Hey, it's fine. It all works out for the United States. <laughs> it's all about Team USA. That's right. All right, this one, I, I love this question. Who would you like to see? Because my answer is like right out of the gate. Who would you like to see in the next alumni game that wasn't playing this year? Well, I want to see Ty Detmer come back and play. Like if Kevin Federick can do this, I know Ty is about seven or eight years older than Kevin, I think, if I'm doing the math. Never do live math on the air. That would be about right. Okay. Even if it were a decade older than Kevin Federick, I want to see Ty come back and throw the ball around a little. Like, at least one series, right? Yeah. We'll see Ty do that. Um, and then, oh, man, this this is tough because there are so many great players. Like, I want Steve Young involved somehow, too. Yeah. Like, Steve and Ty. So, so Ty Detmer was the player that immediately came to my mind, but then all of a sudden I went, wait a minute. No. The one guy... Sort of like the Holy Grail. If you could get this guy to come back. Okay. Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon. <laughs> Can you imagine Jim McMahon at the next alumni game? I don't care if he even participates, but just to have Being McMahon involved. involved, that would be the best. Bronco Mendenhall? <laughs> he didn't play for BYU. No, he did not. So I don't think he qualified. Or does he qualify? I don't know. Once you're in, once you're in are you in? Are the, can the coaches, just like if you were a coach but didn't play at BYU, can you play? That is an interesting question. We'll have to, to uh, decipher whether that is allowable from Jason, uh, you and Jack Demoni and Kalani Satake. Okay, we brought up a great question. All right, well, finally we ended this. Apparently uh, there's a new jersey reveal happening, which is always exciting. Oh, man. Ooh. Is that Puka Nakua rocking the, the, tan the tan and navy numbers? And then look at the far right, the navy with the lighter tan. How do we feel about the return of Ooh. tan? Is this like a... I thought our days of tan were gone. Like a throwback thing? I'm I wonder not, how many I'm times they're going to wear this I'm not sure how I feel year. about this. What do you think? Like, I like the wow. royal and white and the white and royal, the classic looks, but the navy with the tan? What, it, do you think less of me? Saying that I actually kind of like you look. like the tan. No, 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 but I kind of like the look on those jerseys. Oh, this doesn't make any sense. No, <laughs> I agree with Dave Rose. This makes no sense. Like, there's been so much backlash against. Let's okay, show those first... one more time. Let's show those one more time if we can. Uh, okay, I'm okay with the navy and a little bit of tan there. I do not like the cream color with the navy numbers. I think those are just wrong. They should they should be burned. It looks a little gray pouponish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with the navy and the the, the tan numbers, but ah, the, mm. the tan primary color on the top is it's just foul. That's okay. foul, Jason. I, I'm 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 gonna no. I'm gonna say I don't hate it. I don't hate it. No, Jason, don't encourage this. What do you mean encourage this? It's happening. Ugh. 
Man, uh, there was so much fun in the whip. It began weird and it ends weird. I don't know how to feel about all this. All right. All right, coming up, our superlatives and the winners. Yes. I'm also looking forward to this. And we recap Jason and Jerem's prop picks from last night's games. Are we handing out a belt for whoever won this? Sure, why not? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest Deep Blue podcast, Jerem Jordan talks with David Nixon. This is when he had his voice uh, in part one about almost going to Texas A&M, 2006 Classic versus Utah, and then working with Roger Staubach. Listen to it on the BYU Radio app or wherever you get your podcast. I'm just going to lose my voice three minutes into every broadcast and sound like this the rest of the way. Love you, David. Hope your golf game goes well. <laughs> Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. Let's begin our superlatives with our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Devon Blackman, after 56 catches at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, finally had his first touchdown at LES. And as a BYU Cougar, Jason. It should have been his second. Come on. We all know that as I asked him about it, as he affirmed, that one-handed catch for a touchdown against Boise State, against Dante Dion, was absolutely a touchdown. 100%. That was a touchdown. He was robbed. Come on. All right, now for our alumni game superlatives. We'll begin with the MVPs. And on the offensive side, we have collaborated and voted as a BYU Sports Nation crew and confirmed that the offensive MVP, just because it was his first touchdown as a BYU Cougar as well and the most important play of the game until we just learned that it was vacated, was Brian Keel. Look, it is, to me, it's only one of two people. It's either Keel or Max Hall. And, yeah, Brian Keel, is, he's in the scrum, goes up for the catch, and Navy gets the win. Or at least we thought Navy got the win. This argument will continue until next year, like between Royal and Navy, that – it was the win was vacated because Max was over the line. Brian will argue, no, 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 no. The officials didn't call it in the moment, so that the win should stand. There's no vacating anything. This this is a great buildup for next year. In fact, Greg Welch, our friend on Twitter at Art Director BYU, said, "Look, this is just a great buildup. This is just making the game better for next year." Okay, drama, right? Yeah, is drama to year two of the alumni game. Okay, so Brian Keel takes our offensive MVP for a catch that. I don't know. Do we we think it stands, right? Uh, we're going look, we think Devon Blackman had his second touchdown. We also believe we saw with our own eyes <laughs> that Navy won the game. Okay. Defensive MVP. No brainer here. Joe Sampson, Brian Logan's cousin. Not one but two interceptions, yes. Jason. I do feel bad though for any of the defensive players involved in it because nobody went there wanting to see the defense. Everybody wanted to see offense. Everybody wanted to see the touchdown, so I kind of felt bad. Joe picking off Kevin Federick in the end zone, and then he got the better of Kevin Federick again. Cutting inside of a route that was intended for Kyle Griffiths. Two interceptions for Joe Sampson. He is the defensive MVP. Best tweet of the night, Jason. Yeah, and you referenced this earlier. Uh, Somebody made a joke about uh, Christopher Brooks obviously coming to BYU from Cal and saying, look, the the 7,000 or 7,500 people that were there, that's more fans (laughs) that he's played in front of for a home game, you know, ever. (laughs) And then he liked it and said, true. Yes, I I love that he quote tweeted that thing and said, 
LOL, true. <laughs> they were so, so excited. I did an interview with Chris and with Miles Davis, two of the running backs. Those guys were hyped about the fan turnout for the alumni game. Here it is from at Eisen's 98. So Chris Brooks is seeing more fans at an alumni game than he ever saw at a Cal football game. Uh, laughing till you cry emoji. And then again, he responds with true, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Cal, but not sorry, because now we got Chris Brooks running behind that awesome offensive line. Okay, best- he, which he, by the way, said best in the country. Dude. Spring ball is great. Let's go. I'm so excited for the fall. Best throw of the night? Well, that's easy. It was the Hall Mary. Is that what we're calling it? Oh, well. Not the Hail Mary. I'm not going to, but you apparently are. It is the Hall Mary from (laughs) Max Hall. Oh, the drama. Did it count? Was he over the line? Clearly, yes. He was clearly over the line. But the officials, they didn't call it, so it should stand. Was a flag thrown. Was there a flag thrown? Flag was not thrown. Okay, so the play stands. But you can vacate it the next day and give it to Royal? I'm so torn about this. Best throw of the night for sure. That was was fantastic. Uh, The best catch of the night, just to break things up, because we've already given the offensive MVP to Brian Keel and the best throw of the night to Max Hall. Best catch of the night, just sheer athletic performance, Aleva Hifo. The first throw from Charlie Peterson. Yeah. Throwing it back to 1999-2000, Charlie Peterson in there playing quarterback. Aleva Hifo made a great catch. Absolutely. And, and, uh, yeah, having Charlie Peterson back, that's bringing back some memories back in the day. Being a, a young BYU Ooh, fan. Go Look up at and that. get it. Eleva, levitate over Preston By Hadley. Way, I'm loving the hair from Eleva, too. Yes. That is impressive. Come on. Eleva can still play. He's, he's been, what, removed from NFL training for, what, like a year? A year and a half, maybe? Yeah, if, if that. Eleva can absolutely play. And if Royal wins the game, he's the offensive MVP. So if if we're learning this today, that, that Royal are the true winners, then Eleva should be the offensive MVP. I like it. And Eleva, I'm sure, agrees with you. Okay. Best pass breakup of the night. This was this is the easiest one we had to pick from today. Old Ed Lamb. Not looking so old. Look, and you cannot tell me that uh, Coach Lamb is not going to be telling all of the players about. Look at that. <laughs> He's going to like, look at the technique. This is how you do this. Here's the technique to use. He, he, listen, the co- again, the players can never say that the coaches don't know what they're talking look about. Look at that. Look that, at that. As a linebacker on a wide receiver in Devon Blackman to recognize Devon going up for that ball, get his hand in the right place to disrupt the catch and break that up, that got one of the loudest responses on both sidelines of the night. Ed Lamb's pass breakup of the night was fantastic. Okay. Nice. Uh, best drop of the night. Okay. <laughs> this goes to Mr. Irrelevant, who was drafted <laughs> 246th overall, Tavita Ofehengawe. Uh, from Kevin Federick. Oh, no! Oh, no! Tavita! <laughs> catch the right... You know, in his defense, he made a fantastic bobbling catch later that didn't count. And then his kid <laughs> is responding to his dad's dropped catch. He's like, come on, Dad. Yeah. How you, how you going to do Kids that? aren't going to let him live that one down. His kids are like, come on. Come on, you, make a catch. <laughs> yeah, the kids will bring that up at every dinner, every family gathering. Best celebration. And to me, this was like one of the most memorable plays. This was of the great. Night. This was fantastic. If it weren't for the Hail Mary, Brandon Doman's already celebrating. He's not even watching Reno Mahe make that catch. Look at him. He's going Steph he Curry. Knows. He he's knows. Go- he's Steph Currying it. <laughs> <laughs> he knew. That is a gamer. Brandon Doman, well done. Best celebration. Very nice. And not, not a bad play by Reno Mahe. 
<laughs> Most likely to wake up sore this morning. Speaking of, Reno Mahe. It's Reno, for sure. <laughs> After going down to the ground like that, Reno needs like three visits to the chiropractor, some training, a full ice bath. I was going to say, he's like he's got like icy hot packs taped to his body as he's walking around today. <laughs> With how quickly he got up to celebrate that, he, he pulled a muscle in his back. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Reno. And the alumni game, MVP overall. Not just offensive defense, but the overall MVP, all of BYU football. Yeah. Everybody involved. From Great Kalani celebration. Satake to David Amadova, Jason Ayu, Jack DeMooney, all of the players that committed. Uh, the whole media production of that, Brent Pine, uh, Kenny Cox, Duff Tittle, Tom Homel, everybody involved. You're all the MVPs. All right, coming up, the elite voice of the day. And our Prop Picks recap, this is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Omaha! We're calling an audible to close out the show, and we are vacating the Prop Picks recap, frankly, because Jerem was the winner, but he's not here, Jason. Yeah, so I'm vacating what would have been a Jerem victory and okay. claiming it for myself. How about that? I'm good with that. Okay, Jason's right, the real I winner. Won. Jason's the real winner. Very nice. Jerem got four right, but he's not here to claim his victory, so Jason, you're the real winner. I like the way you think. Um, so, so we need to come clean. Um, it's April Fool's Day, and I know a lot of you bought this. There, there are no tan jerseys. No, there's no. That is not real. <laughs> Let's make it very clear. Tan is not back in any Don't form. Don't worry. BYU has not taken on the Milwaukee Brewers colors. But yeah, great tweet, by the way. The That's a perfect jersey. It looks comparison. like the Brewers colors. No tan. Happy April Fool's Day, everyone. Also, also. Yes. You, you started this. Yep. The 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 win for Navy has not been vacated. <laughs> there was not an outpouring of complaints from the Royal side. Tom Holmo has not stepped in and vacated anything. The alumni game stands as we all saw Navy it. Navy winner. Navy gets the win. Okay. Yeah. Though the complaints from the Royal side are real. <laughs> Those are real. The win stands. They have okay. not been vacated, though. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Best part of the BYU football alumni game experience. Ben Nelson on Twitter says, All the in-game interviews made me feel like I was watching some pro wrestling from the 90s with all the hilarious commentary from the broadcast group plus the players. Except none of it was staged. Yeah. That was not staged. No. All right, Jason. Fantastic right. show. Today's uh, Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Yeah. Well, shout out to everybody involved in the alumni game. What a great night. Thanks to today's guests. Conversation continues on social media. For Jason Shepard, I am Spencer Linton. Let's shout out to David Alpha and Galway. Well played.